How many of you live with 23 girls? No takers. I uh, joke with my wife, we joke with each other a lot, but I uh, told her one day, I said, what day did I lose my brain and decide to open a girl's ranch? We worked at a boy's ranch for seven years, uh, and I just got this burden for girls, teenage girls. And uh, I went to my wife and I said, uh, I want you to pray about something. I said, I just feel that God's calling us to open a girl's ranch. And she's got this deer in the headlight look and she said, are you out of your mind? And I said, no, I really believe this is what God wants us to do. But if you're not in it, then it's not going to work. And so about six months later, she came to me and she said, were you serious? I said, yes, I really believe that that's what God wanted us to do. And she said, okay, let's do it. And so we started looking for a place. Uh, God gave us a place. God has supplied our needs. Uh, you don't know how many times that our electric bill has come due or our pantry was getting low and people like you would step up and do a pantry drive for us, a food drive. You call it a harvest drive and fill our pantry. Um, and it just happens all the time. We got our electric bill one time, and this was right after we started, and I'd never seen an electric bill this high. And when we got it, my heart started doing backflips and then front flips just felt like it was going to collapse. And I asked my wife, I said, uh, how much money we got in the bank? None. We got the final notice that it was going to be cut off on Wednesday at noon if we didn't pay that bill. I went to the mailbox the day before, and in that mailbox was a check from a pastor in South Carolina where we attended when I was in the Marine Corps. And he said, God laid it upon my heart that y'all needed money. He said, we took up a special offering for you all. It was $3.95 more than what our electric bill was. That's God. And I told you all this to let you know that I love America. I know you're doing your missions, and most missions are foreign countries. But America needs God. Amen. How many veterans do I have in here? I should hear some oohs or something. Um, I um, I love this flag. That flag beats a lot to me. And I won't stand for anybody to degrade it. 
I love it. But you know, that flag wouldn't even be flying if it wasn't for that flag. Many men died for that flag. One man died and bled to give us that flag. If you watch the news, you know that America is going down the tubes. We are leave, losing our Christian rights on a daily basis. And there's only one way we can get them back. We have to buckle up. get our weapon and we got to fight. I went in the Marine Corps in 1967 at the beginning of the Vietnam War. I got drafted because I knew more than my parents did. I knew more than my teachers did. And I was tired of people telling me what to do, so when I got my draft notice, I thought I'd be wise. And I went down to the Marine Recorder, Recruiter because I wanted to go in the Marine Corps. I didn't want to be drafted in the Army, the Navy, or the Air Force. And so I joined the Marine Corps. We need to start a draft for God. We need to get out. We need to soul win. We need to build God's army because we're falling to the world. And it's because of, and I'm talking to myself just as much as anybody else, but it's because Christians aren't staying in the Bible. It, I... Um, Find my notes. I have a real desire to see teenagers saved because teenagers are the next generation to go into battle for God. I'm getting old. If you don't believe me, ask anybody that knows me. I'm getting old. Uh, 20 years ago, if I was coming up here to preach, I'd have just jumped up here. How many of you ever seen Johnny Pope or heard of Johnny Pope? This guy impressed me when I was a teenager. He was preaching at a church that had a platform higher than this one. And he was sitting down there, and they said, come on up here, Johnny. And he come running up here, done a backflip, and landed right there. I always wanted to do that. I can't even do a backflip down there. But I always wanted to be Johnny Pope. I'm not Johnny Pope. Never was, never could be, never will be. And if he saw teenagers falling asleep when he was preaching, he'd go over there, and he'd do cartwheels until they woke up, and then he'd come back up here and preach. Don't look for that to happen. 
It's not going to happen. You fall asleep, you'll wake up when they say amen. The title of my message tonight would be, Is America on its Deathbed? Is America on its Deathbed? Or is America committing suicide? Christians have stepped away from Bible reading, their prayer life, church attendance, soul winning, and they're losing their testimony in the world as Christians. Because we have compromised, we act like, and we look like the world. Satan is so glad to see that America is turning its back on God. We have turned our back on God. And if we have any hope whatsoever of retaining, we're going to have to get back to the fundamentals of Christianity. In Romans 10.1, it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is they might be saved. Well, I'm not trying to rewrite the Bible or anything. But in my Bible, I wrote, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for America slash Missouri is that we might be saved. America needs strong Christian soldiers. Missouri needs strong Christian soldiers. Springfield needs strong Christian soldiers. If not, we are going to lose the right to come and hear the word of God preached. Oh, that'll never happen. Oh, yes, it will. It's coming. They took it out of schools. They want it out of the courthouses. I just read the other day where somebody that wanted to be sworn into office in one of the big cities up north wanted to be sworn in on the Koran, but not the Holy Bible. And he was allowed to do that. It's coming. If you look at what's going on in the House and the Senate today, they're doing everything they can to kick Christianity out of everything. They want to muzzle preachers. They don't want you to preach against sin. Because you may step on their toes. 
and they don't want that. I've been traveling and preaching, and I had one preacher ask me, he said, what Bible do you use? I said, King James Version. And I thought, well, that's good, you know. He said, well, we use the NIV. So can you preach out of the NIV? No, sir. No, sir. Needless to say, we didn't go there. It's coming. And everything that they can take away from us, they will take away from us. And there's only one way to put a stop to it. I hope your desire for America and Missouri is that we might be saved. Now, how can we get back? If you go to 2 Chronicles, chapter 7, and verse 14, it says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land Christians we need to humble ourselves we need to get on our knees for a holy God and beg him to save America, to save Missouri, to save Springfield. I uh, traveled to the Missouri state capitol at least once a month. I don't know whether any of you have ever met Mike Parsons, and I'm not here to push him, but he's a good Christian man. And I've met with him, me and about six or seven other pastors. We try to go up there and meet with him. And he'll ask us to pray in his office before we leave. We have some good Christian representatives up there. We have some good Christian senators up there. And Brother Parsons, Mike, brother, Mike Parsons, our governor, has put in place one of the toughest abortion laws since he took office in the United States. And they're trying to get it thrown out. As a matter of fact, the other person that's running against him for governor this year, that is her big thing, is to get that reversed. We need to get a hold of God, pray for our president, whether you like him or not, he's the one that God put there. He is the president. We need to pray for him. I don't like his morals. I don't like everything he does. But I pray for him daily. We need to pray for our governor. He's just a man. He's just a human being. 
and but for the grace of God, he can change his ways overnight. Pray for our senators. Pray for our representatives. Pray that God will convict their hearts to make the decisions for America that will bring us back to God. America needs God. There's no way around it. It says it right here. If my people will humble themselves. We got to get to the altars. We got to humble ourselves and pray to our God to save our country. To save our country. If we don't save our country, what are these missionaries going to be able to do? Nothing. Because if they take away our rights where we can't meet, they can't be supported. Satan's on the attack. And he's attacking the family. He's attacked our schools. He's even attacking our churches. Satan does not want us to pray and talk to God. He'll find some way to keep you from getting on your knees and spending time with God. He'll find a way to make you so busy that you can't open your Bible and read it. He'll find a way to keep you from going to church. I got to hurry up because the Yankees are starting here pretty soon. I want to be home. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but he'll find a way to keep you from going to church. We're never too sick to go to Walmart. We're never too sick to go see the Springfield Cardinals. We're never too sick to go visit friends. He'll find a way to keep you from going soul winning. Well, it's hard for me to talk to people. I don't believe that. I don't think I've met a person yet that can't talk and can't find something to talk about. I have a couple of tracks. One of them is about Mickey Mantle. How many of you knew Mickey Mantle got saved before he died? I do. I got a track that he had made before he died. And he talks in there about how he wishes he hadn't waited until the ninth inning to get saved so he would have had more time to say and tell what God did for him. And on his deathbed, he said, don't worry about me. I'll be playing baseball in heaven tomorrow. 
Mickey Mantle was my hero growing up. And the Yankees are still my team, whether they win or lose. Don't agree with all the players on there and the things they do, but they're my team. The Redskins are my team. They stink, but they're my team. And I'm loyal. If I can be loyal to the Redskins, why can't I be loyal to God? The Redskins never bled and never died. Redskins didn't bleed and die for that flag. I can be loyal to that flag because I have friends that bled and died for that. But when I get discouraged, I don't look to this flag. I look to that flag. And I get on my knees and I pray, Lord, show me what I need to get back up. He's never failed me yet. May not be as fast as I want it to be, but he's never failed me yet. We need to rebuild the walls to keep Satan out. We need to get on our knees and pray. The first thing we need to pray for is ourselves. We need to pray for ourselves. I've found that there's no good for me to pray for these girls if I don't pray for myself first because what they see in me is what they go by. It's what they go by. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. You think I am? Ask them. They'll tell you I'm not. I go into the Marine Corps drill instructor mode more than I should ever. But I do. They get on my nerves and I go wacko. I start yelling push. Jumping jacks. And I, we've had girls that are in the military right now. Marine Corps, Air Force, Army, Navy, Coast Guard, all five branches. And the first letter we get from them is thanking us, number one, for the scriptures we've made them memorize. And number two is for being as hard on them as we are. And we do run the home like the military. These girls out here, the ones that were up here singing, they were either colonels or captains. And they have to have a testimony or they don't come up here. And if they lose that testimony, they go back down there until they get that testimony back. What is your desire for America? I hope and pray that every desire here is that God will put his hand back on America because I really feel that we're on our deathbed and if we don't get a hold of God soon, we're going to have to call in hospice as we die a slow death. But what can I do? 
right here. You can read it every day. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. He's not talking to the world there. He's talking to us. We all have sin in our lives. We all need to hit the altar and ask God to forgive us of those sins, to repent. With a group of girls like this, we always have bickering. Can you believe that? Teenage girls that bicker? Well, I got a solution. I pair them up. You want to argue? Go ahead. Get on your knees and pray. You know what? The arguing quits. I won't say they become best friends, but they know who to turn to. God is the only one that can help these girls. The first step is they have to get saved. You heard it up here. Allie, I don't mean to point you out, but I can't help it. I like pointing you out. That girl's been with us for almost two and a half years. And I'd ask her, are you saved? No, and I don't want to be. Up until about a month ago, when she got saved. Well, how do you know she got saved? Because I knew her before, and I know her now. She's different. And that's the same way with these girls I hear that are saved. They are different. And you can see it. We don't see it the first day. The first month or so after they're saved, it's a real struggle. Does anybody know why? Because Satan zones in on them. Because he lost one, and he wants them back. But God is the answer for every problem that you have. He's the answer for Americans' problems. And we need God. And I, I don't go to bed at night that I don't pray that God will get a hold of America. That God will get a hold of some strong Christians and make them stronger. That he'll get a hold of some weaker Christians and make them strong Christians. That they'll humble themselves before our almighty God, surrender to him, and start living the Christian life that they should. Reading their Bible daily, praying daily, and memorizing scripture. And I'm going to close with this. Our girls memorize scripture. 
right now, they can, they can quote verbatim, word for word, and they did it in our morning service at church this morning because our Sunday school class was on memorizing scripture. And Brother Abel's had them get up and they quoted Psalms 119. And he challenged our church to get their Bibles out and follow them. They never missed a word. They never missed a verse. And they can say it. Psalms 119, from beginning to end, all 176 ver verses verbatim. They can do the same thing with Proverbs 30. They can do the same thing with Colossians 3. Ephesians 6. And, uh, Philippians 4. There you go. And I just gave them a new one today, and they're all excited about learning it. Romans 6. Romans chapter 6. So the next time we come, or you run into us, they'll have Romans 6 memorized. Well, how do you do that? Well, how many of you like to eat? Nobody? Man, they do. Look at that. Before they eat breakfast, they have to say three books of the Bible. Psalms 119, Proverbs 30, Colossians 3. Before they eat lunch, they have to three, say three more. Before they eat supper, they have to say three more. Before they go to bed, they have to say all of them. When they get up in the morning, they have a half hour. That's all they do is say those verses. And the only girls out there that couldn't get up here and say them are the girls that's been here for less than 30 days. Everybody else knows them verbatim. Well, what do you do if they don't learn it? Oh, they do. You can ask them what happens if they don't. How many of you like to write verses? I've been told, well, you shouldn't do that. That's, that's not right. Oh, yeah, it is. Because someday we may lose the right to carry this. And when they go home, they won't be able to sin against God unless they step over what they learned. Unless they step over what they learned. Teenagers that are in this church, I encourage you to memorize scripture. And memorize it. Get it in your heart. You'll need it. I memorized a verse when I was little. I still know it. Jesus wept. <laughs> the girls think that's funny. But that's the first verse my mother made me learn. I can say it backwards. Wept Jesus. But I know others too. What is your desire for America? If your desire for America is that we come back to God, then let's get on our knees. Let's get in this book and let's ask him 
to save our nation.